In a previous episode, we talked about how Twitter is the proverbial water cooler for streamers. But how do you get attention on Twitter? How do you get people to pay attention to you and get all the retweets, all the likes, all the comments to the point where you are having people come into your stream because they love your tweets so much? How do you use Twitter to grow your stream? We're going to talk about that in this episode. Let's do this. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. So in a previous episode, we talked about diversifying your content in a similar way to what successful streamers are doing. And you all loved that episode so much that I went on to create an episode entirely about YouTube and talked about my YouTube strategy uh, and the things that I've learned over a couple of years of creating consistent YouTube content and absorbing as much information there as I possibly could. So you all really liked that episode as well. So here's what I'm thinking. I think what we do with this show, at least with the solo episodes, because we're still going to be doing interviews from time to time, is we go over all of the different content platforms. So we make a an episode dedicated to each platform, right? We've already done YouTube. Now we're going to do a different platform today. Uh, we can talk about podcasting or Instagram or actually Twitch in another episode as well. And so my idea here is that we talk about all of the different content platforms to help you grow awareness, regardless if it's macro platform or a micro platform. Then after we've made those episodes, we can talk about what to do with that awareness once you have it by giving you really good community management and growth strategies. So this episode was actually going to be about community management and how to get people who stop by your stream to not just stop by your stream again, but get really involved in your space, in your discord, uh, and become a big community advocate for you, where they start going out to their friends and telling their friends to come and hang out with you? How do you take someone who barely even knows you and turn them into this massive community advocate? That's what I wanted to talk about today, but I realized that in order to do that, you have to generate that awareness first. And so the idea here is that we teach you how to generate that awareness on all of the different platforms. And then we get into that deeper, more nuanced information about what to do with your viewers once they actually do find you. So I think this is what I want to do with the solo episodes, but what I want you to do, of course, is I want you to tweet at me. I'm so freaking proud of you because y'all have been just blowing it up on Twitter about this podcast. Like it is really cool to see. Uh, It's very difficult to get engagement on podcasts, as I have said in a previous episode. So thank you for that. But mostly... I just want to use you to make the show better for you. <laughs> so tweet at me and let me know how you want me to um, to proceed with this idea. Is this something that you like? Um, and I have another question for you at the end of the episode, specifically for those of you who want to tweet at me. But we need to get started with this episode. We're going to be talking all about Twitter today. 
We're going to go into what it is, why it's important, the different stages that a streamer goes through on Twitter. And then I'm going to tell you the five things that you really need to focus on to have a Twitter that gets engagement, that people respond to, and that people actually follow once they find it. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. What is Twitter? <laughs> I actually Google this just to see what Google would say. And it's it's a pretty decent explanation. Twitter is an American microblogging and social networking service on which users post and interact with messages known as tweets. Registered users can post, like, and retweet tweets, but unregistered users can only read them. So if you haven't heard of it, I assume 99.9% .9 of you have Essentially, it is a platform that you can use specifically for, they call it microblogging, but it's used a lot for text-based content in short bursts. So it's very digestible. It's very uh, bingeable. And you can scroll through someone's feed just as you would on like Facebook or Instagram or really any of these other social media platforms. Like scrolling is on all of them, right? And see what they're posting. So the reason that this is important for streamers, especially for us, is because Twitter is the proverbial water cooler for us. This is where we all go throughout our day to see what's going on with everybody else in our community, to see what's happening in the overall streaming community, to get updated about life outside of Twitch and Mixer and YouTube, weird. <laughs> this is where uh, a lot of people spend their time. And so this is a great way for people, especially who work from home, to be able to stay in touch with uh, their quote unquote coworkers. Or even if you don't work full time as a streamer, this is a great place for you to stay in contact with everyone in your space. Now, Instagram is great as well. I'd love to cover that in an upcoming episode if y'all would like that. But Twitter is the biggest platform for streamers outside of the streaming platforms themselves. So it is the proverbial water cooler. There is also some information that's been floating around that Twitter might monetize soon. So imagine creating a tweet, uh, making a little post or sharing a video or sharing a selfie and people can actually tip you through Twitter. Obviously really cool. Not really sure why this hasn't existed before now. I think there should be monetization options, opportunities for every platform, but I digress. That is an opportunity for those of you who have a ton of engagement already. This is probably something that you're like, oh, oh, okay, okay. Because maybe Twitter ends up becoming a, a deeper part of your monetization strategy to, you know, a full time and, and, Streaming full-time is your goal. Maybe Twitter is a, a place that helps you get to that goal, right? So this could be an incredibly important platform for you. If you're not utilizing it already, you need to be. If you are utilizing it already, let's talk about the stages that a streamer goes through on Twitter. So obviously, when you first create your account, you have no followers. You're super new. You're not really sure who to interact with. You can interact with me if you want to. I always want more friends on Twitter. <laughs> but you uh, essentially have zero traction. And if you know anything about social media and growing on social media, it is very much that hockey stick 
growth. It's very similar to uh, Twitch in that way, where it starts very slow and it takes forever and ever and ever and ever and ever to climb and to build that base audience. But as you get more and more and more people, the growth tends to come faster and faster and faster. So you get on the platform, you're talking a little bit, you are responding to other people's tweets, maybe trying to make a few of your own, potentially failing miserably as we all do whenever we first start to learn a new platform, but you get a few followers. Maybe you're at one, two, three hundred or so. You have a few friends, you have a few people who are consistently interacting with you. You've been streaming and talking about your Twitter and some of your viewers from your Twitch or your Mixer stream or your YouTube or wherever else have come and followed you on Twitter to stay a little bit more up to date on you outside of your stream. After you start engaging with these people over and over, this is really the point where you start to learn how to create content that gets engagement and how to get people to pay attention to the things that you're saying. So after that, and you're, you're starting to create this content that gets out there, you get all these retweets, you get all these responses, you get all of this uh, conversation from people, then you have this niche almost, you become known and people know you as, oh, that's that girl or that's that guy that does this thing on Twitter, or they're known for having this type of personality. And even people who have very, very small streams can use Twitter to grow their brand massively. There are streamers who are absolutely crushing it on Twitter who haven't really done a ton in their stream, but their Twitter is helping to grow their channel because of how successful they are on there. There are also people like Paladin Amber and uh, I want to say like Ashley Roboto and... I think Bloody Faster is a good example of this. Um, those are just a, a few people. Oh, and of course, Green Dumpling. Um, I would also say Gothics. Uh, Gothics model did really, really great with Twitter. Generally, what you see happen is someone creates some kind of fresh new content. It's really unique. It starts getting shared like freaking crazy. And then they're able to pull some of that growth back to their channel and it helps them grow a little bit. Now, Twitter isn't as powerful most of the time for helping you grow versus something like YouTube, which is a lot more discoverable, a lot more searchable. People aren't really searching on Google for tweets. Uh, they're searching for the answers to their problems and YouTube videos pop up for those answers, right? So YouTube still needs to be a huge part of your strategy. However, Twitter is a much easier way to accomplish kind of a micro version of what YouTube can do for you. So you've become known at this point, you have good engagement, it's easier for, for you to go on and make sure that you're getting responses from people. At this point, you're starting to see that hockey stick growth. And once again, once you have it, it's easier to, to have it and maintain it and keep growing it. So you start to get to the point where you dominate your niche. This is the point where you can come onto Twitter really at any time, create a tweet, and it's going to get a ton of interaction. That doesn't mean that you can create absolute garbage, of course, but that does mean that you can just say anything within the realm of the things that you usually say, and you can get a lot of engagement on it, regardless of like the time that you post or having to pay attention to all the other like strategies that we're going to go into when we talk about these five things. 
So that's kind of the the stages that a streamer goes through. But how do you get yourself through those stages? And how do you get people to pay attention to you more so that you can pull some of that growth back to your channel or at least grow your brand on Twitter to be a person who people will pay attention to, who can be seen at conventions and people are like, oh, hey, I love your Twitter. You can do this. There are five different things that you need to pay attention to. The first thing is design. So we want to think of a new potential follower's first interaction with us. They see us respond to somebody else's tweet or they see a retweet of ours. Maybe someone, one of their friends retweeted us and they click on our profile. They say, that looks interesting. I'm going to go see what this person is all about. So the first impression that someone has of you is really, really important You want to make sure that you have all of the signals that someone needs in order to click the follow button, right? You want to make sure that your bio, the design, your profile picture, and everything is good enough that it convinces them to stick around and to follow you. So step one here being design. Obviously, you need a profile picture. So a lot of you are using logos. This is a... choice you can totally make. However, I definitely encourage you to use a photo of your face. There are a lot of studies that have been done that show that people connect more with profile photos of faces versus profile photos of logos. And the reason for that is because it humanizes your brand. So people connect to other people. We don't connect emotionally to businesses. We don't really pay attention to or care about businesses in the same way that we care about human beings. And especially if you're growing a personal brand, which you are because you're a streamer, you need to personalize that brand. So have a profile photo of your face. Make sure it's high quality. It's not blurry unless unless that's like your your thing, right? If that's your brand, like that's your brand, but make sure it's not blurry. You're smiling. It's clear. It's well lit and it shows who you are. So that way, whenever people see you respond on other threads, they see a visual representation of the personal brand that they're about to interact with. Another thing you want to do is use a banner that's consistent with the visual aesthetic of your brand. So if you've got purple neon on your Twitch channel, make sure that your Twitter banner is purple neon as well. You can also use photos for your banner. A lot of people do this and this is is totally fine in my opinion as long as the banner goes towards building your influence and convincing someone to follow you. Because remember, our goal here is to make a really great first impression that convinces someone to click the follow button. So we have a great profile photo. We have a great banner. The next thing, and some of you are going to think this is super basic, but I still get people all the time who don't do this. It's have the same at as your stream name. Make sure that your name on every single social platform is the exact same as your name on Twitch. The reason for this is you want it easy to find you. If it's difficult to find you, if someone someday is like, oh, I really liked Ashley's podcast. I'm going to go try to talk to her on Twitter finally, like she's been yelling at me about. <laughs> and then my name was like, I, I love Lush1269. They're going to be very confused. They're not going to be able to find me. 
And that creates a, of course, it's a brand disconnect, but mostly you're just making it more difficult for your viewers, your community to find you. Why do you want to make it more difficult for you to to grow and to have those relationships? So have the same at, as I just hit my mic, I'm sorry, have the same at as your stream name. The last piece of advice for this design side is think of everything else on your Twitter as a way to further your aesthetic as well. So you wouldn't normally think of your bio section as being something that is aesthetic, but it can be. It can communicate something to people visually, as well as your feed. Your feed can communicate something to people visually. So depending on the way that you set those things up can dictate whether or not you are able to connect with someone. If you have a really pretty girly brand, but then you use all this like very dark, morose language in your bio, that's a disconnect that's going to confuse people. So you want to make sure that everything is aligned. The second thing that you want to focus on is that bio section. So this section is incredibly important. If your bio section is something simple, like don't let your memes be dreams, Twitch affiliate, it's not enough to convince someone to follow you most of the time. You want to do a few things that are going to clue someone into the importance that you have and the kind of authority that you're developing. So my first piece of advice here is show your authority. Explain to people either cool things you've done, something you've been featured in, who you've worked with, something that is going to impress them a little bit and give them that sense of like, ooh, they did that. That's cool. So if you created a a podcast, you can say, um, you know, founder slash host of and then at your podcast Twitter if you have one. You don't necessarily need a podcast Twitter, but if you have one, you can say... um, Uh, Twitch's first affiliate or something. If you got affiliated back in the day, whenever it first came out, find a way to show your authority in your bio section. For example, my Instagram does this by saying, Twitch partner helping streamers grow their viewers grew from 20 to 250 plus. So this is a really quick way to kind of share people my story and It also includes the next step, which I will tell you in just a second. The other piece that shows authority in this bio section says featured in Ninja's book and Twitch for Dummies. So what I'm doing here is I'm showing people, hey, I've done things of, I don't, I've done things that you can recognize. I've done things that are important. I've done things that prove that I'm an authority in the space, in the brand that I am growing. So if you are in just whatever niche, whatever niche, whatever brand you are trying to grow, think of what is authoritative or something special that you've done or like your biggest achievement and put that in your bio section. So show authority. But then you also want to make sure that you tell people what they're going to get when they follow you. So if I say Twitch partner helping streamers grow their viewers and I grew from 20 to 250 plus, I've got this uh, section of stream tips in my content on social media, then people are going to know that they can follow specifically to get advice on streaming. Whatever your brand is, take something that is educational or entertaining or informational, something that helps people about that brand 
and let them know that that's what they're going to get from following you. So it's not just, I mean, I guess it could be I share memes. It can be that simple if that's what you're trying to build, but just let them know what they're going to get because they're not going to follow you just to follow you. People don't really care about you at first. You have to give them information that helps them, that shows that you care about them, and then they start to buy into you and your story and your brand. But you have to share something of value first. Another thing is try to be unique. So in your bio section, feel free to be goofy, be weird, use like uh, weird emojis or weird uh, characters on your your keyboard on your phone whenever you create the bio like try to stand out a little bit and this is true of the content that you create as well this is true of any content creation platform unique content is gonna go furthest if you're just regurgitating the same advice if you're just saying stuff that's very generic and bland it's not going to be picked up as much as something that is totally unique, super different, and that no one has really seen before. So the the accounts that really blow up are the accounts that do something different. So try to think once again, I know you're already trying to think about this for like YouTube and for your stream, but how can you be unique on Twitter? How can you do something totally different? Also, you have a link on your Twitter as well. A lot of people use Linktree or streamer links for this. I don't really like these. I do think that adding that additional step is going to prevent people from taking that action, right? So your link on your Twitter bio is something that you should use as a call to action. This can be used for anything. You can simply link your Twitch. If your main focus right now is growing your stream, link your Twitch. Tell them to go check you out. Or if you are a little bit further along and you have some kind of like lead generation that you're doing, for example, I use uh, my my ebook and I say, want to get more viewers? And I use a little finger pointing down and I say, go check out streamcoachbook.com. So I link to the book or I'll link to the YouTube or I'll link to something that is a uh place where they can go to get more information on me if they want it, to get more content about me and what I do if they want it. I think adding streamer links or Linktree, the idea of them is really great, but what you're doing is you're adding another click. And the problem with that is that this is social media and people are lazy. They will do whatever they can to not have to interrupt their scrolling. So the easier that you can make it for them to take an action the better. The more likely people will take action if you make it easier for them. And for those of you who don't know, Linktree or Streamer Links is essentially a website that you can use and you can go to uh, put in multiple links. So if you want to link your Twitter, your Instagram, your Twitch, your YouTube, your ebook, your whatever else, um, you can link all of those things into one link. So when they click on like link tr.ee slash ashneychrist they go to my link tree where they have five separate links like five buttons they can click on it's the same with streamer links but once again the problem is that you're adding an additional click so send them to a useful link where they can get something from you quickly the best thing that you can put here is a quick win 
So we'll cover that whenever we talk about community management, of course, assuming that y'all like this idea and kind of like the path that the podcast is on. If not, we can change it up. But we'll talk about quick wins in a few episodes and how important those are for growing your audience. Step three here, this is the third thing that you want to make sure that you focus on is your feed. There's so much to talk about here. (laughs) So a lot of you out there are doing the Lord's work. You are retweeting people. You are loving on people. You're trying to share things that everyone else is saying. But there is such a thing as retweeting too much. So a retweet isn't something that's really going to get much engagement for you. It's not something that's really going to grow your Twitter, but it is something that's going to be helpful for other people. And it's something that is also going to help you further your brand based on the things that you share. So I wouldn't share like recipes, for example, and I wouldn't expect sharing those recipes or here's a better example. I wouldn't necessarily share art because the people who follow me are following me for streamer education. Unless I'm specifically talking about streamer art, where to get it, who are some artists, which in that case, I would share that. But I wouldn't consistently overload my feed with just art, 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 constantly because of a couple of reasons. One, it's not within the brand that I'm developing. And two, it is not... well, I guess three reasons. Two, it's not going to grow me. And three, it is diluting my content on my feed. I love that you are out there retweeting and supporting each other, but whenever someone scrolls your feed, you want them to get a sense of you, your content, who you are, what you do, the messages that you have to share with people. And if it's constantly cluttered with everyone else's messages, they don't get to know who you are and they're less likely to follow. So I generally tend to stick to like a three to one ratio where I'll have three tweets and then I'll retweet one or two. Generally, it's testimonials from y'all calling out either the ebook and referring people to to snag it or um, saying that the podcast is good or calling out a YouTube video. So y'all share this content a lot. And I'm so grateful for that. Like, seriously, you're dope as heck. And I like to retweet that to kind of show to people when they scroll through, hey, this is a person who other people are calling out, who other people are talking about, because that's social proof that I am creating something that's useful and that's really powerful to convince someone to follow. Another thing you want to do with your feed is make sure that you're using different content types to attract different people. I'm really attracted to videos on Twitter, but not everyone is. Not everyone likes to watch videos on Twitter. Some people just want to get engaged in conversation. So you need to make sure that not only are you including like gifts and videos, but you're also asking questions. You're sharing selfies. You're taking uh, photos of your life. You're talking about the like very opinionated takes on the things that you care about. So give people a lot of different ways to get to know you, communicate your personality and that and the brand that you're developing in all of these different ways. Use all of the different media types that you can and the different features and tools that Twitter has for you. Another thing is you want to try to keep current. So social media changes over time. It definitely changes slower on Twitter versus uh, these larger platforms where people like YouTube and and 
your streaming platforms, people are usually investing a ton more time into those versus social media. So it isn't as important that you are seriously up to date with what is going on on Twitter and you're like immediately changing and staying current with trends. But you do want to make sure that you pay attention to what's happening. And once your posts start to not perform as well, that you uh, create a fix for that, that you take the time to improve and to make them more current with what is really working. So that being said, my YouTube announcement strategy is changing. A lot of you know me through Twitter from my YouTube video announcements. So the way that my YouTube channel actually took off was because of Twitter. The way that I shared my videos was completely different from what I had ever seen before, from what anyone else had ever seen before. It was unique. And that was a big reason that my Twitter and my YouTube took off. So what I do is I share a one minute clip of the video and I would say uh, like our most recent video was about followers. I would say something like you probably want to grow your followers so you can get partnered and potentially go full time someday, but you want to grow your community. Here's my best advice for getting more followers on Twitch right now in 2020. And then I would link the video. And then I would also have, like I said, that one minute video clip so that whenever someone found that tweet, it wasn't just a link to a YouTube video and a little pop up like photo to YouTube, right? It wasn't just simplistic like that. It was a video that I had actually exported from Adobe Premiere on its own and uploaded originally natively on to Twitter, which Twitter really, really likes whenever you natively upload videos as opposed to just linking out to wherever you're trying to send people. The reason that they like this so much is because it's natively uploading content to their platform and they don't necessarily see it as bad as whenever you just link out to another platform, even though technically I still am linking out somewhere else, right? So these performed really, really well for a long time, but they're not performing as well anymore. Now this can be for a couple of reasons. I'm not spending as much time on Twitter right now because we're developing the, well, technically we're not developing anymore. It's done. We have finished the six week stream coaching program. It's called dream stream Academy. Don't tell anyone. Shh, you heard it here first podcast listeners. <laughs> so it's called dream stream Academy. We just finished everything and it starts on Saturday. So I've been focused way more on business for right now and haven't been as active at least today within the last couple of days on Twitter and Insta. But of course, the good part about social media and with all the work that I put in there is that I can come back at any at any time and it's totally fine. We can get that engagement back instantly. Uh, but I've realized that it could be that I'm not as active on the platform as I used to. However, even whenever I am as active and I have a week where I just am posting constantly, I'm talking constantly, my YouTube or video announcements aren't performing as well as they used to. So a big reason for this is that video on Twitter has changed a little bit. People are expecting things that are a little bit more meme more uh, fast-paced, funny, with humor, and captions are huge. So people will very rarely click on a video if it doesn't have captions, unless it's something that's very, very important that's getting shared a ton. It's just 
an additional step. So they don't, they have to click on the video and listen to it. And remember, like I said, social media, people want it to be easy. They want this to be something that's so simplistic that they can get that information instantly. And a way that I can do this is by adding captions. So what I'm going to be doing is taking those one minute clips and turning them into those social media square videos where they have the bar at the top and the bottom and the top bar just kind of talks about like what the video is about. So how to get followers on Twitch, right? And then the bottom would be captions. So people won't even have to click on the video anymore to see what the video is saying and to to see what I'm talking about. So I'm trying to keep my content on Twitter current by routinely changing things up. If you notice that you're starting to get less and less engagement or attention on your content, you want to make sure that you look at the expectations. Like what are people doing now? What's working? What's not working? And change it up to make sure that you are constantly getting that engagement and getting that attention for yourself. So this is something that it sounds kind of weird when I say like, make sure you're changing it up. So you're constantly getting attention. Like I think that can come across a little cringy to some people, but you have to think that you are a content creator. Your job is to generate attention. And the thing, if you eventually want to go full time and start working with companies and getting sponsored, what you are actually selling to companies and selling to sponsors when you start working with them is your ability to generate attention. You need to learn and you need to learn how to learn (laughs) to consistently generate attention. And it's going to change over time, but teaching yourself how to do it now means that you are going to be more likely to be able to stay current because you realize what's currently working. And then whenever those things start changing, you need to be able to change too. That's the job of being a content creator. If you want to go full time, you need to realize that your job someday is going to be learn how to get attention on all these platforms, learn how to keep attention on all these platforms, and learn how to change and actually change once the expectations change too. The fourth thing that you need for your Twitter is the content. We were just talking about content. Let's keep talking about content, I guess. So engagement is everything. Initially, this can be really difficult to get if you have, you know, not a ton of engagement right now. The first thing that you need to be focusing on is you need to be giving engagement first. You give it to get it. So something that happens with the algorithm is that the more that you respond to other people, the more you're talking on their tweets, the more you're retweeting their stuff. Take that last one with a with an asterisk, by the way, because you don't want to just constantly retweet because we don't want to absolutely demolish your Twitter feed. But the more that you are engaging with other people, the more the al- algorithm is going to be like, oh, this is an active person. This person uses this platform a lot. So we should pay a little bit more attention to what they're doing. You also can get your tweets in front of the people that you respond to, which this is a little trick. If you respond a lot to a specific person, even if they don't follow you, your tweets are more likely to appear in their feed, assuming that they haven't changed their feed to be like followers only or uh, most recent tweets first, or they haven't like adjusted their settings too much to prevent this from happening. But for most people, what you want to do is you want to think of who is my target audience 
And you want to actually go to them and just start interacting with them because they're going to see, oh, this person is talking to me. They'll be more inclined to check you out, of course, because social media is social. And then they'll also be more inclined or not be more inclined, but the algorithm will be more inclined to serve your tweets and your content to them. So give it to get it. If you've already got it, keep getting it, sis. <laughs> then you want to focus on getting likes, retweets, and comments with your content. So we've talked about these three engagement metrics on YouTube in a YouTube video before. Likes are essentially someone's way of saying, hey, I acknowledge this. Hey, I saw this. Hey, I really like this message. But likes mean that you've kind of missed the mark whenever it comes to getting someone to retweet you and share you with their followers or getting someone to comment and respond. If they only like it and they didn't retweet or comment, it's good. It's still engagement, uh, but retweets and comments are way more powerful because they show up in the person who responded's followers' feeds, if that makes sense. Hopefully you followed that. <laughs> so comments in my opinion, is like second in the hierarchy. A really great way to get comments is just by asking questions. It sounds really easy, but this can actually be quite difficult because still, if you don't have social proof, you don't have engagement already, and you ask questions, you're only going to get like two comments, right? You're not going to get a ton of responses. So be aware that in the beginning, whenever you're first asking people these questions to generate these comments or you're you're just trying to generate comments in general, not necessarily with questions, that it's going to be slow moving and that's totally normal. Just because you ask a question doesn't mean that you're suddenly going to get this flood of conversation to you. The next is retweets. A really great way to get these is to say something that is taking a stance. Essentially, you want to take a stance for a specific group of people or on behalf of a specific group of people. And you want to um, send a, a, a message that's powerful, that impacts people in some way. A retweet is essentially someone saying, I like this so much that when someone is scrolling my feed, I want them to get this message from me. Or it says, I like this so much that this is something that my followers need to know too. I endorse this so much. I want this to be a part of my presence on Twitter. So it's beyond just liking it or just commenting on it. Comments are like kind of a, a baby version of this, I would say. Maybe, maybe on the same level because comments can generate like entire conversations, which each response can give you more opportunity to show up to other people. So they're probably about even. I, I guess it really just depends. Let me know what you think is most important. Likes, retweets, or comments. Tweet at me, okay? <laughs> so you want to make sure that you are thinking of different ways to generate each one of these engagement metrics. Um, for some people, they like to just beseech this entire part of the strategy. So if that's you, that's totally fine. Just share what you want to share. However, if you want to be more strategic about it, this is a great way to do it. Think about likes as I just need to share something because people are going to like it just for you sharing it. Your followers are going to see it. Some people are going to hit the like button. You don't really have to do anything crazy. But if you want to specifically generate retweets, think about saying something 
emotional, something that makes a point, something that takes a stance on behalf of a specific group of people. This is why um, the the positivity messages always go so viral. And you see, if you're a vet on Twitter and you've been around for a while, you see the same messages over and over and over. And so you get a little annoyed. You're like, why does this always get talked about? Why are we still talking about this in 2020? Why is this like boring, hey, be positive message still going around? And you can get a little jaded because of it, but it's totally normal. Like your jadedness is probably going to go away at some point. Just for those of you who are struggling with that, it's totally okay. I know it's like, there's a reason that I don't spend (laughs) 10 hours a day on Twitter anymore. (laughs) So just be knowledgeable about that. If you want to use retweets and and strategy to generate more engagement, that's how you do it. And with comments, obviously, it's just ask a question. So think about all the things that you should be sharing. You don't want to share too much, in my opinion, of your personal life because those tend to be the least engaged types of tweets that you can make versus something where you're specifically trying to engage the target audience that you're going after. But some people have a knack for being able to present their personal life in a way that's either really engaging uh, because it's really funny or educational or emotional or something that is really powerful for some reason. They're able to share about their personal life in a way that resonates with people and is relatable to people. That's a huge thing right now is relatability in all content platforms. Huge, huge, huge. Another thing you need to know about content too is that you want to create content exclusively for Twitter. If you are just tweeting your stream, tweeting your YouTube videos, and linking people to your Instagram posts, you're not going to see as much power from your Twitter as you could if you would put a little bit of time and energy into just appreciating that platform specifically versus just trying to use it as like a a dumping ground for your links to everywhere else. If you're just linking out to other places on every single tweet, I'm, this is don't, I, I can't confirm nor deny this, but speculation here tells me that A platform like Twitter, who wants more users, who wants to attract people spending more time on their platform, isn't really going to favor a Twitter account that is just constantly linking out to other platforms. It's fine to do it every once in a while, but you want to make sure that your Twitter is not just links to everywhere else. You want to put time into their platform too, just like you would on Twitch or YouTube or your podcast or wherever else. All right. The fifth thing you need to worry about here is your strategy. It's how does everything fit together? So we've got our design, we've got our bio, we've got our feed, we've got our content, but how do we make all of that fit in with the content that we're creating on all these other platforms? So a question that I get a lot is, should I post a lot or a little? And that's really up to you. There are Twitter accounts that post multiple times a day that have tons of followers, but get low engagement per post because they're posting so much and people just don't respond to everything. Uh, There are accounts like myself who focus a little bit more on like having one really good tweet per day and just responding to all of the, the comments on that specific tweet. I like to do it that way because when people scroll through my feed, I want them to see a ton of engagement on every single tweet that I've made versus just lots of tweets with low engagement. I personally find those types of Twitters to be more interesting. There's more social proof. 
there's more authority. There's more, um, there, it's way more likely I'm going to follow a Twitter like that versus someone who's just active constantly, uh, but isn't able to generate much engagement or create much conversation. And obviously the reason for that is because I see someone who is posting, you know, once a day and responding to everything as they're giving more value versus just creating noise. So choose whichever one that you want, but keep in mind the differences in them. The algorithm is only going to serve you so many times. It's only going to put your content in front of people so many times. They're not going to put every single tweet that you have in front of every single one of your followers. They're going to pick and choose what they think is going to resonate with different people. So if you have one tweet, then that is the thing that they're going to send to your followers, right? So if all of your followers are seeing this one tweet versus all of your followers are only being served one of four tweets, you can see how that can lead to kind of like more engagement. Once again, that's speculation, but that's kind of how it has worked for me. The next thing we need to think about is how do we promote our stream as part of our strategy, right? We want to ultimately use our Twitter to grow our stream. So how do we do that? So the first thing that you want to try to do is post clips or post videos from your stream. Now, it used to be as simple as just taking a clip and sharing it. But now there are people who are taking a more TikTok approach to this and they're creating videos specifically for Twitter and other social media platforms. And so the quality of this content has jumped up pretty significantly with the introduction of, I would say, TikTok, honestly. A lot of people now are creating these like really memey, funny, engaging, entertaining videos. And in order to grow our Twitter account, bring people back to our stream. Of course, we want to stay current, like we said earlier. So something that we want to focus on is what's working for everyone else and how can we learn from that? Is that something that would resonate with our audience? Is that something that would work with our brand? And how can we use those, those things that are working uniquely to, in this situation, promote our stream? So it might be as simple as just using a clip for you if something was really, really crazy, but Think of captions, think of funny, like quick hitting, just very good, entertaining, interesting videos. Also, you want to make sure that you're making your going live tweets. Uh, there are different strategies and different ways that you should be doing this as well. Different people say different things work. Now, there was a um, there was a rumor that went around I want to say maybe six months ago that whenever you include your Twitch link on your tweets, that your or that Twitter isn't going to be showing those tweets to your followers because it links out to a different platform. As I said earlier, obviously, if every single tweet is just you linking out to a different platform and you never really engage, you're not responding to anyone else, you're just not really active on Twitter and you're just using it as a dumping ground for links, then yeah, like it's probably not going to do very well. But the problem here is that what a lot of people are doing because they're scared of this is they're saying link in bio and they're not putting the link in the actual tweet. And so these types of tweets are relatively low interaction anyways. Uh, 
People very rarely interrupt their scrolling from Twitter to click on your link and go watch you on your stream. But for the people that do, and for some of you, having two, three, four, five people is a really, really big deal. You want to make it easy for them. Easy to do on social means that more, they're more likely to do it. So if you hide the link to your stream away behind them having to click on your profile, then being able to click on the link, you're doing exactly what Linktree and I don't want to call out streamer links because I think it's a really great initiative and the person that created it is really, really amazing. But you're essentially doing what these linking platforms are doing where you're hiding your link behind another click and you're making it more difficult for people to get the outcome that they want. So don't do that. Maybe it penalizes you just a little bit, but it's not enough for you to prevent someone who actually does see that tweet from being able to click on your link. You're getting almost no one in from your Twitter if you're saying link in bio and you're not just giving them the link in the tweet. You have to make it convenient for them. Another thing is how do you promote other content? I gave an example of the way that I'm using Twitter to promote my YouTube earlier. That's essentially what you want to do with everything. Upload something natively to Twitter. You can link out, but make sure that you're still creating content exclusively for Twitter. Otherwise, you will be penalized. And make sure that people get a really good sense from the tweet of the value that they're going to get from that other content. Otherwise, you're not going to convince them to click. If they see like, oh, hey, it's just a stream highlights clip, they're probably not going to click to go watch that YouTube video because they don't think that it's going to be useful for them or helpful for them or interesting for them. But if you can say something that's really interesting, really engaging, and kind of showcases what they can expect from that highlight clip, it will be more likely that they follow through to go and watch that thing. I also included this next topic in this strategy section because I think this is something that's really important, and that's should you get involved in drama. So there's a lot of drama on streamer Twitter. I don't know who started this like streamer Twitter naming of this, but there is a lot of drama. If you are someone who wants to build a brand based on like hot takes and the tea and all that, that's a really, really great place for you to be. But getting involved in the drama can change people's perception of you. So if you are constantly getting involved, you are going to push the people who away who are not interested in the drama in the tea. If you never get involved, you're not going to pull the people towards you who love the tea, love the drama. So make a conscious choice of whether or not you get involved. Don't just leave it all up to your emotions. Don't just get involved just to be involved. The thing with this is that you're trying to build a personal brand as a content creator. You're trying to show people that you have authority. And so everyone has a voice, right? Your job as a streamer, as this personal brand, as this authority is to have a voice, to share that voice, to share your messages. And so for this reason, it's very normal for this community of people who all have a voice to share their voice on the stuff that happens. But that ends up creating this really cyclical problem where someone does something that's not really that big of a deal, but there's someone who naturally is going to disagree with that because everyone has different 
things that they think are okay versus not okay. And so that person voices their opinion on social media. And then everyone that has this personal brand that they're trying to build and has this voice has to comment on it. And that's where we get like cancel culture and we get all of this these problems with stuff blowing up way faster than it's supposed to, you need to realize that whenever you share stuff in the streaming community, in streamer Twitter, as a streamer, that especially if you have attention of other streamers, you have the attention of people who have their own followers as well. And you need to take that very seriously because you have a voice, your followers have a voice, and you and your comments and the things that you say are going to be amplified based on just the pure fact that you are involved in this community. So that might mean that you don't want to get involved in specific things. You don't want to bring attention to things that are going to be detrimental to your brand. There are things that I will get involved in, and those things are very, very, very few but I will typically get involved and share my voice whenever it's something that's like anti-women. Not a huge fan of people <laughs> saying that like I can't be successful or I only got my success because I'm a woman. I think that's like a trash, trash take. And so I generally stand up for that because that is a belief that's really close to me. But I'm not going to get involved when, in literally everything. There is such a thing as concern fatigue. We as human beings weren't meant to be exposed to all of the problems in the world. We just weren't. And we're also not meant to be expected to have a solution or have concern for literally every single problem. Obviously, this is a, a huge, like everyone has different opinions on this, but I don't believe that everyone should be getting involved in drama. I don't believe that everyone should be getting like involved in sharing the tea, but that is very great for specific people. So you need to decide where you lay on that and how drama can help or hurt the growth of your channel. Because ultimately what we want to use Twitter for is to grow our stream, to further our success, to further our goals and our dream. And if we're just letting our emotions cloud that and we're getting involved just because we are upset by something, then you are actively choosing your moment or your emotions in the moment and that upset in the moment versus your dreams. And that's not a, a change that I'm going to make. I don't know about y'all. And then the last thing with strategy is something that I said earlier that I want to make sure that I reiterate, which is unique content always works best. So the people that you see really take off as uh, or the Twitter accounts that you see that really take off are the people who create something that's unique, that's different, that hasn't really been seen before, that's fresh. All those accounts that I named earlier did something unique, did something weird. My account did something unique and weird. So if you can think of something that will make you different, like what is something that you wish existed on Twitter? What is something that you wish that you could see or could be served more of on that platform? And then just start sharing it. That's it. That's all it takes. It doesn't have to be a big confusing thing. <laughs> okay, so I told you all at the end of the episode that I had another question for you. And hopefully a lot of you are still here and you can answer this question. Because the next solo podcast that we do, I want you to pick the topic. 
If you like this idea of us going over all the different content platforms, then getting to a place where we're growing your awareness and then we're taking you through community growth, community management, that kind of stuff. What do you want to see next? We talked about diversifying. Then we talked about YouTube. Now we've talked about Twitter. Do you want to talk about podcasting, Instagram, the actual stream? Tweet at me at Ashley Christ and let me know the platform that everyone tweets at me is the one that we will do the next episode over. Okay. So whichever one is most, most popular, that's the one that our next solo episode is going to be about. So do it. Tweet at me. I love you so much. I hope that this was helpful. If you haven't subscribed to the show already, make sure that you do that. Leave us a comment on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. I don't use it. I don't know. (laughs) But it definitely helps other people find the show. It helps us be discovered as the podcast for streamers. Whenever we started this podcast, there was literally no other podcast specifically for Twitch streamers. So it's really cool that there are are a lot more shows like this now, but we want to make sure that we are staying as helpful, as interesting, as um, useful and uh, actionable as we possibly can for you all. I want this to be the best podcast for streamers, the number one place where you can drive along in your car or be at the gym and listen to information that's actually going to help you grow versus just people talking about, you know, whatever they love. So make sure that you leave a comment because that's going to help us get there. Make sure that you tweet at me because that's going to help me improve the show. Let me know what you want to see in the next episode and I will see you all next Thursday. I love you so much. Bye.